Hey, good morning. I am Playbook co-author Eugene Daniels. It's Friday, October 13th, haunting day. You know what that means. Ongoing search for a House Speaker in Congress. Last night, the man who was the Speaker designate for just about 24 hours, Steve Scalise, dropped out. The biggest problem, he didn't have the votes. Pretty simple. But joining me now to discuss what went down during that speaker's race, the ongoing speaker's race, and where everything stands right now is author of Huddle and congressional reporter Daniela Diaz. Daniela, what the hell is going on? He didn't have the votes. He did not have the votes. That's pretty simple, but it's more complicated than that, I guess. It's, it's it's more complicated, right? This is the, just the latest chapter of many of dysfunction that we're seeing from the House Republican Conference. And he had, was only the designated speaker, elected speaker for, you know, a day. I guess he realized he didn't have the support and it made him address his conference. You know, and keep in mind, this happened at 8 p.m. Right. This was a late meeting that he had with his conference where he decided he he was going to pull out. And it was a shock not only to the conference, a lot of his supporters didn't know that he was going to do that, but reporters hadn't heard anything either. You know, with these things, we typically hear some whispers that he might, he might. And we did hear, you know, that there were some things floating around, but his team kept denying any reports that hmm. he would drop out. And that didn't seem to be true because he did. <laughs> he did. And, and we were very, we were caught very off guard. But now all of our attention turns to Jim Jordan. It seems like he's going to be the next person that a lot of people are mentioning that might run for speaker. Remember, he was running for speaker with Scalise until just a couple of days ago when he lost that ballot, that secret ballot election. But now it seems like he's going to be the person that we're going to keep an eye on. Of course, other names are being floated. Yeah. I want to back up a little bit to Scalise dropping out. McCarthy didn't have the votes for a long time. He was on the floor 15 times and didn't have the votes. Steve Scalise could have continued pushing through more than a day trying to fight for the votes. Was he too worried? Do you have any sense if he and his team were just too worried about the concessions he would have to make to be speaker? Were there just too many of them? Because it feels like the people that are naysayers don't all agree on why they're naysayers. So it's just like trying to get all of those people happy and on board is maybe impossible. Is that what he felt? Is that what his team felt? I think there were a lot of things going on. He made very clear from the beginning he wasn't going to cut any side deals, and he didn't. He wanted to clearly, win, clearly, and he wanted yeah. to win the speaker's gavel a fair way with no, no secret list. Remember yeah. the secret list yeah, that was yeah, always yeah, mentioned yeah. about McCarthy and the yeah. concessions he made to the very conservative yeah. members of his conference. Scalise didn't want to do that, and he didn't. And another thing is, a lot of members were wondering if he would maybe ask for there to be a speaker's vote on the floor and that he could negotiate with people hmm. as it's happening, as we saw McCarthy. Kind of like we saw McCarthy doing, kind of running around talking to people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. McCarthy, it took 15, it took 15 times, but he did it. And what we witnessed in real time on the House floor was him, you know, trying to get the votes. And a lot of members were saying Scalise should do that, that if Scalise is serious about the speaker's gavel, that he should do that. Now, there's also all these other factors that were floating around you know, some people weren't keen to mention, but Scalise does have blood mm -hmm, cancer, mm -hmm. and that is a huge factor in all of this, something many 
uh, members were having concerns with Glease becoming speaker, including, you know, I'm thinking off the top of my head, Congressman Chip Roy of Texas talking on a radio show earlier today saying members won't say it, but they're very concerned about the fact that he's undergoing chemotherapy right now and he's ill. So there are a lot of factors for why he pulled out of the speaker's race. In the end, it became his decision and it might be a while until we really realize what that turning point was, but he hasn't shared that yet. What happens next? If like I don't know that anyone can think of a more chaotic time in any party in Congress ever. Like, you know what I mean? Like I can't think of a time where there was such a split, multiple splits in a party that you they couldn't do anything. They're par- you know, we keep hearing the word paralyzed over and over and over again from members of Congress, um, starting with McCarthy being ousted until now. They feel paralyzed. It doesn't feel like anyone could get 217 votes to become a speaker. So I guess, does this end? I mean, you know, there's Jim Jordan, there's Hearn, there's a couple of other people's names who we're hearing, but how do they get the votes? I think those are all incredibly valid questions. The GOP conference is having a moment right now. They need to meet, and they're going to, in just a few hours, meet to discuss the house rules. Now, this is really nerdy stuff, but basically they they can't do a lot of things that they might want to do because there's set rules that were written into the house floor that prohibit them from doing certain things. So, one of them being they need 217 votes on the house floor to or, or I'm sorry, a simple majority depending on, you know, vacancies or whatever to elect a speaker. Now, uh in the GOP conference, they can they choose their speaker that they put on the house floor with a simple majority not 217 votes so they are going to start looking at whether they plan to change that that rule or any other sort of rules for example something else that is also being floated that in case they can't get a speaker or any of these candidates that you just mentioned can't get 217 votes or the majority is empowering Patrick McHenry, who, if we remember flashback, was on that secret list McCarthy had for if he got ousted or he died or, you know, anything sort of happened. McHenry was the top of the list. That's why McHenry is now the acting speaker of the House. And right now he can't do anything. And some members are discussing the idea of empowering him so that he can move legislation. Because remember, government funding is going to run out on November 17th, and and they need to address it. So those are all questions that they're going to figure out in the next few hours during these meetings that we're going to see them in again on a Friday on Capitol Hill. But also it might take, like you said, weeks, months. I said, you know, what a long time. So we're going to see what happens. I will let you go. Thank you. Thank you very much. Keep running on the Hill. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for your schedule today, the house is in, question mark. They will be there. Are they working? It's hard to say. The House GOP conference, as Daniela said, will be meeting to hammer out their rules at 10 a.m. The Senate doesn't return until next week. And on the other side of Pennsylvania Avenue, President Biden is headed to Philadelphia. He's going to be touring the Tioga Marine Terminal. Shocker, Joe Biden going to Pennsylvania. He never does that. I'm Eugene Daniels. Thanks for listening.